Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast, powered by Green Man Gaming. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a very special episode planned for you. We have a returning legend on the show tonight. He is a Guardian who needs a little introduction. He's been in the game since the very beginning, since beta of... 2014 i believe it was june or july and we have been gaming for actually far before that we've been playing video games since modern warfare 2 if that tells you how old we are maybe not but he's a really great guardian a good friend of mine someone who i've been through the entire destiny journey together he has been my co-host on the destiny show podcast for forever for like 80 plus episodes we've been doing it together and we went on this crazy journey to start a podcast and and we've been playing destiny together since the very beginning i remember we beat crota together no we beat atheon together for the first time yeah we've been through it all this man is a legend he he's a dad he is a what are you doing these days i don't even know S- selling cars apparently <laughs> selling, he's a car salesman yeah and he is the man and the legend shadow price welcome to the show so great thank to have you. you thank you so much it's great to be back that's uh, that i can definitely say that wholeheartedly i'm you know i'm happy to be here right now and you know it's been too far too long and you know i'm just uh, i can't wait to get into the discussion tonight with everything with the showcase and lightfall and season of plunder and i'm happy to be playing the game again and i'm really enjoying playing through the witch queen right now so it's i'm definitely enjoying my time in the game so I want to remind you all, the Destiny Show podcast is brought to you by our friends at Green Man Gaming, the best place to get your PC gaming fix, including the latest Destiny 2 Lightfall coming February 28th, 2023. Make sure to pre-purchase today and save 18% and let our friends at Green Man Gaming know that we sent you we're also doing something really special with our friends at Green Man Gaming. And we're doing a giveaway. We're giving the Guardians the ultimate edition of Destiny 2 Lightfall. And we teamed up with Green Man Gaming to give away a copy on our Twitter account. Make sure to follow us along on Twitter at The Destiny Show and enter the giveaway because you can win a copy of destiny 2 lightfall plus annual pass or pc a 100 value 
Make sure to thank Green Man Gaming for their awesomeness. And we're going to get on with the show. We're going to put Shadow Price on the hot seat tonight. He is our special guest for the evening. I hope you're ready. Oh, boy, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> the sound of excitement. I love it. So Shadow Price, I, I want to go back first off to where it all began. What was your very first video game that you played? Oh, wow. Okay. My very first video game. It was definitely on the Atari 2600. And I think it was like Q Frogger or Qbert or something like that. I mean, we're talking like 1986. So like really long time ago. Yes, I am old. <laughs> I know this. But yeah, it was either Frogger or Qbert or that like there was a casino game on the Atari and you know, it was four bit. It was, it was the four bit era. It was before Nintendo like had come along and, or actually Nintendo had already come along Atari's, but it, it, you know, it, it, it's a long story with Nintendo and Atari. Nintendo basically saved video games because Atari released this game called ET. It was nothing like the movie. It was one of the worst games of all time, and it caused the video game crash of 1983. <laughs> but uh, there were still Ataris on the market in like 86 because the Nintendo was very expensive when it first came to market. We're, we're talking like mid 80s. So, you know, for the price of inflation, that Nintendo right now would probably have been like 400 bucks at, at, at this very like day. So, yeah, yeah I started out in the Atari playing games with my dad and stuff so that's so cool and you know I, I played my my first gaming experience was playing duck hunt okay wasn't as old as atari yep so yeah so i i missed the atari era you didn't miss much trust but... me <laughs> you did not miss much nintendo saved the video game industry duck hunt was a great game it was better than any game on atari <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think part of why I really love shooters is probably because of that experience playing Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. Like, but, but I think that game was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, and, and even today, augmented reality shooters, you don't have that many. You have VR games, but it's still kind of a dime a dozen. Right. Like the arcade shooter was was a lot of fun. Like the, there was like a Terminator 2 one. There was Lethal Enforcers. There was Mad Dog McCree. There was all these like light gun games, basically, you know, in the 90s. So, yeah, Duck Hunt pretty much started it all, though. They were like the pioneers. Nintendo, look at Nintendo, just at the edge of the mark, you know, technology at the time. So why why Destiny? Oh, I'm a Bungie fan. I, I've I've been a Bungie fan since the Halo days. I didn't play Halo 1 in the beginning. I started out with Halo 2. Halo 2 was my first Bungie game. I got it like the first few weeks in when it came out in the fall of 2004. Played it with friends, you know, online matches. And through the campaign, I really enjoyed that campaign. It's really good. And it just it has that bungee magic, 
the shooting. The shooting always feels so good. And, you know, Destiny just took it to the next level when, you know, when we first joined the beta in July of 2014, and we got our first taste of Destiny. You go, we, we, you know, I introduced you into Halo, Halo Reach, I believe, is when we, where we were doing a lot of playing. I, was, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and I actually remember we were roommates at the time, way back when. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember we, we played video games pretty regularly, but I think at the time, correct me if I'm wrong, we played Call of Duty quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, Call of Duty I, I think was for I mean. me that was probably my first gaming kind of like adult gaming experience. It was it was really Call of Duty. It wasn't Halo, but then you got me into Halo Reach, and I remember I was there for the release day. Yeah, because we got we got like posters or some some weird bonus yeah. things that we also got with the purchase and. I fell in love with it after that. Right. And then, you know, the whole Easter egg that's in Halo Reach that basically you know, foreshadows Destiny coming as a franchise, too, was pretty cool. That ship mission, that ship mission is like the best mission. <laughs> like the space battle, basically. It was a lot of fun. I remember that. Yeah. I still think that was probably some of Bungie's best work and I've just been waiting for the time for space battles to come into Destiny because to me Destiny is a more refined version of Halo it, it's like a Halo yeah. on steroids right with more magic more lore more guns mm-hmm. it just so I would love to see them really take it up a notch and bring space battles. And we talked about this quite a bit, but man, would that be so much fun? Yeah, I feel like the game is definitely, you know, we're going to get into this when, when we talk about the showcase, but I feel like Bungie's hitting their stride with the game now. You know, it's it just feels like... It, I don't know. It's it's different, but it, it's in a good way. Like me just through playing through the Witch Queen campaign, and you know, I'm a little, I'm definitely late on this. I've been, I was away for a little bit, so I had to take a break. So, but I'm playing through the campaign now, and I'm about a little over halfway through it, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I've noticed like some of the missions are longer, definitely in Witch Queen, and I've noticed like some of the areas are more vast. And I think that's that's pretty cool that they were able to just make it make it bigger, just make the make the expansion and the story bigger. And now I'm I'm curious. Have you finished the Witch Queen campaign? No, nope, not yet. I'm not done. Oh man, you're gonna really enjoy the ending. I think the Witch Queen for me it wasn't their best. But I think the story and the ending was very, like, you didn't expect what we got, and it was in a good way. Yeah. It was very climactic. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward really to that. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your first experience with playing Destiny. 
<laughs> well, it was with you, I believe. It, it was the beta. It was you, we had, you know, just got into it in what, 2014 in July. We were waiting for our beta codes, waiting for the time to be able to play on Xbox One, I believe, at the time. And we just dived right in. Like, it kind of hooked us right from the get-go. Like, I have just noticed, like, it felt like a bungee game. And the music just definitely hooked me. The music, the world, the shooting. And we just, we, we had a lot of fun. You know, going through the Cosmodrome, like playing through all those missions and go playing on first light in the Crucible. <laughs> and just like we knew at that time, like something was different with this game, like this game felt special and it just kind of, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> After that, we dived right into the game when it came out and right and into the campaign and uh, just all the fun things that we did in the game, you know, the, the loot, the loot cave, you know, Fogoff with green weapons, vault of glass, you know, it's just all the other raids too. Just so much fun. You know, th those were the great, those were good times. Like I remember those times fondly. Definitely. So, Speaking of raids, what would you say is your all-time favorite raid? I know you've done all, if not most of them. Except the new one. I haven't played, was it Vow of the Disciple? Is that the name of it? Yeah, that is I, the latest raid. We'll have to get you through it. Yeah, maybe, I have not played that one. Next time, um, hop on Destiny. Yeah, but the other VO, VOG, VOG, that's, that's my favorite raid with, what is it? Wrath of the Machine, a close second. I mean, it's so close with Wrath of the Machine and King's Fall. I, I like them both, but I think I put Wrath just slightly above it. But I love King's Fall, too. But I would say Vogue is my favorite. Definitely OG. I just remember that one so fondly when we were in there for the first time. When we got teleported and didn't know what was going on. Like, that's when you had to, like, that was in the beginning, beginning, when you... Three people got teleported if you stood in a certain area. Like, it wasn't completely random. And then they made it random after that. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I they find it interesting it. Yeah. how players always try to, like, find ways around the system. Yeah, and like, always has to adapt and, and update and patch. Like, pushing the Templar off with solar grenades i've never heard <laughs> and, of that before <laughs> and atheon as well and you know oh, just... atheon. i'm getting my warlock <laughs> i never pulled the plug okay on anything man i'm gonna talk about that <laughs> i felt like i was the designated dashboarder every time it was like everybody every time oh. we played it was like me was the one that had to that was the one to dashboard <laughs> you have it in a recording, so now we know. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. Half the battle. <laughs> so I'm curious. King's Fall is coming back tomorrow. Yeah. In fact, so it's coming back really, really soon. 
What are your thoughts on King Spall coming back? Do you think this was the right time for them to bring back King Spall? Absolutely. It fits into the theme of the Witch Queen, you know, Oryx being Sabathun's brother. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. Like, I mean, picture this, like playing through the Witch Queen campaign. There are so many moments where it kind of remind me of Kings or the Taken King. Like, there's so many areas in Witch Queen that look kind of like the Dreadnought. But it it, it kind of like also has its also kind of own appeal. And, you know, they really did a really great job with the art direction, I feel like, in the Witch Queen. And it's it definitely it's enjoyable, you know, because the King's Fall and the Taken King campaign was was one of my favorites. I definitely enjoyed being on the Dreadnought in that game. And, you know, to have something that's very similar to that, like in the game now is pretty cool. Like the whole throne world, the, the and the taking or the witch queen is, is really good. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool space. So no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I am, I'm really happy that they're bringing back King's fall because I think it was a more complete raid. Certainly it felt bigger than his end. Right. Yeah. So it's nice to see them bring a larger experience into the game, but also from a narrative perspective, it really did fit with where the story was going. So I'm happy to see them bring the raid back. And, you know, it's seasonal content, so it's almost like the months before we really dive into all the big juicy stuff and i think it's a really good in between piece of endgame content that will hold silver yeah you know it's also gonna be cool not seeing oryx lag when he goes to slam down on the plate <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be nice seeing that in high frame rate oh yeah <laughs> it's gonna be so great playing destiny in like high high frames high refresh and just experiencing the new raid well not the new raid but the returning raid yeah yeah i I agree, because that's how I felt with VOG when it came back and, you know, now with King's Fall, like seeing these raids updated and, you know, just looking as good as they do and, you know, the extra touch and the magic that Bungie put into them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun playing through it again. And then also, you know, what, what surprises are going to be in there? What new things are we going to have to encounter? What have they done to spice it up? and change it up from the original. So what do you do when you're not playing video games or doing Destiny? I live a pretty boring life, I'd have to say, recently. I watch, for the longest time, I watch sports. I kind of dived into sports. I don't know why. It just kind of felt like a safe place for me. Something that I could just watch. Like I watch baseball a lot. I think it's just because it's like very monotone. And it's very like I fall asleep to it sometimes. And I know that's weird. But it's that's it just has like this sound that it's not overpowering. Like you don't hear the crowd roaring and things like that. It's just a nice you know, calming sound. And, you know, not only that, I also try to 
I've been working out recently. I also, you know, pay attention to nutrition a lot now more. So I'm I'm doing a lot of meal planning and things like that. Or if I'm not cooking that night, I'm planning where I'm going to eat, but I'm being very health conscious about it. So <laughs> it's a lot of that and spending time with my kids. That was the main reason why I came down to Florida is because my kids live here. So that's that was number one. And that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Like taking day trips when I can and just yeah, trying to just enjoy life, I guess. And then, you know, when also try to fit some other games in when I can too. So now you mentioned uh, baseball. Do you have a favorite baseball team? Yep. The New York Mets. The Mets are my favorite team. Why did I even have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And have you ever been to a Mets game? Yep. Yeah. I've been a couple times to the new ballpark and I was a couple times to the old ballpark. City Field's a new one. Shea Stadium's the old ballpark. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And now also where I live, literally, like within 20 minutes is where their spring training, the Mets play their spring training games. So when next year, when Mets start up spring training, I'll be able to go watch the games. So it's pretty cool. And anytime they play the Miami Marlins, I don't have to drive far to go see them play Miami or any, if they play the Tampa Bay Rays, I can go over to Tampa and, you know, check, check it out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So being so close to where all the action is, have you had a chance to meet any Mets players or anyone from any cool baseball organization? Um, not yet. Not not yet. I'm sure next year I'll have a chance though to do that once, you know, they're back and they'll be back in spring training and things like that. Because I did I got here in like June and the season had already started. Like they're only down here for like a few weeks during spring training and that's uh, yeah and it's port st lucie is where the mets play port st lucie mets and that's where yeah that's where they play their spring training games so yeah i mean i'm sure probably out next year i'll have a chance to meet them meet and yeah it's a lot of you know pretty cool How has it been like to move from New York to Florida? It happened so fast. I basically packed my house up as fast as I could, got it sold. And I, I still can't believe it, you know, that all happened. Like I was able to sell my house and just move to Florida. <laughs> like there was, it, it just happened so fast. And now I did drove it took a couple days to drive down stayed in hotels on the way down and you know when i got here stayed with some stayed with friends and things like that and uh, was able to you know find a place you know it took it took a few weeks for me to find a place because the market down here is crazy for houses it's that as soon as they put them on the market they're gone they're just gone immediately so I was on the search for trying to find a place. And every day I felt like I was driving to West Palm Beach to look at places and things like that. But I was able to find a place closer to where my kids are and where I'm working currently. So it kind of worked out pretty good. 
and there's a lot of really good restaurants there's so many good seafood restaurants around here like i'm 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 so spoiled when it comes to that because we only had a handful just a very small amount of them where i lived back in new york but man everywhere you go is there's good places to eat around here I do love some good seafood and we we have some pretty good seafood out here too. Yeah, Harborside still, is really good. Yeah. Yeah, Harborside is great. I'm still waiting for my sushi. <laughs> Although Orlando, I think we found a place, but it's I think it's too scarce. Have like yeah. really good and you guys know I I love sushi. Yeah, we I found a couple good places here, so we'll We'll have to talk and we'll have to get you here so you can try some of the sushi here. So I want to talk about the transition of going from literally packing your bags, selling your house, yeah, leaving your job, leaving behind everything. Yeah, you basically, yeah. Thousands of miles. Mm -hmm. what was that like it and was like was it scary you know what it wasn't it wasn't scary i think it's just because i knew i was going to a better place i knew like it i like had like a rite of passage basically i knew that i was going to be where my kids were and that that was the thing that was going to basically help you know me through my travels and things like that like look i'm one day away from seeing my kids like i'm tw 12 hours away from seeing my kids you know I'm, I'm i'm like i'm within an hour you know and it's just i just felt overjoyed when i you know got here and i was able to just see them again you know and it, it was it was it was definitely a calming moment for me and I was it just it, it was a big weight off my shoulders too you know as as it, as daunting as, a, as it could have been like I, I thought maybe it was going to be more daunting but it, it wasn't even leaving my job which probably that was probably the most like scariest thing but I guess I was ready to for something different too because I've been doing the same thing for 10 years and I, I think I was ready for a new chapter. So it was it was definitely something that was. I think, you know, it, it motivated me more than anything. So I want to go back to 2019. Okay. January of 2019, I think was when I was like, I called you up and I said, we're going to do the podcast. Yeah. What was that like? What, what went through your mind when I said, hey, do a podcast? I think I was, I was like, okay, let's do it. You know, like that's when Activision had, uh, or Bungie had the split with from Activision. If I'm not mistaken, that's when we recorded our pilot episode. And I was, I think, I think we just, we were ready for something. We needed a catalyst. And that was the catalyst that was, you know, got our podcast off the ground. I feel like something that big and 
video games and the video game industry. Like that caused like a pretty big shakeup. In a good way, though. Did you think that it was going to ever really get off the ground or really not to the extent, not to the extent that it has? No, no, I guess I, I guess I was a little because, you know, we we were doing it like we were very amateur in the beginning, like recording on Skype with my iPhone, you know, like it was it was just very, very. I would say just kind of archaic at the beginning but we stuck with it we you know just we had that drive we wanted to you know i feel like you pushed me a lot which was good because i needed the push sometimes you know but when we were ready we were ready to go every episode boom let's you know let's do this you know let's let's get excited about the game and games industry and things like that you know and that's I think that just was what we needed. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh my God. A favorite episode. That's a, we had so many good guests. We had so many amazing guests. I, I can give you maybe a top three, but I don't know if I can say what my favorite is. Definitely the episode with CJ Gibson was, I think definitely one of my favorite episodes. He was a great guest. I think another really good guest was Travis from IGN and Rami. And our and our man Rami. Like, I guess if I had to put top three, top three, I I, I feel like I'm slighting so many people because everybody was amazing. We had so many amazing guests. But if I had to put the tops, I would put those guys at the top. Even Nem. Nem. Nem was a great guest, too. I, I feel bad for leaving Nem out. Like, so, many, yes. so many awesome memories. And, and yeah, I, I think just so many awesome conversations, so many awesome people that we've met along the way. I definitely think that, you know, Rami was probably, for me, a very impactful one because I think the person that was supposed to be on the show wasn't able to make it that day. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, you know how they tell you shoot your shots. Oh yeah. Yeah. That day I shot my shots. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And he was such a great sport about it. He was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and it was, we knew how late it was over where he was, you know, and he still was just so energetic and so so humble and so just, I think that was the day that I gained a whole new perspective on what it meant to be a part of the gaming industry and not just like as a gamer or as a podcaster or as a developer but like the publisher the the marketing team the distributors the people who drive the truck to get the physical copies to you there's so many things that i just haven't really considered before and i think i gained a whole new perspective that day right he he basically took up you know pulled the curtain behind you know and just like showed us how some of that bread was made Basically, when we had him on, he was 
just some of the things that he talked about was incredible. Like when it comes to making video games and it was, uh, there's so much that goes into it. So let's go back to today. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the current state of Destiny? I mean, you you just came back fairly recently. You're just going through the Witch Queen content. I think you got through some of the seasonal content from last season, and you started doing some of the stuff this season. What are your thoughts? I think the game is in a really good place right now. Like, I'm really happy with what Bungie has, where they've taken Destiny. I feel like the story is more impactful. I feel like the characters are more impactful. I feel like there's, you know, there's more involvement of the characters, like, you know, Zavala being involved in so much of last season, like actually in the story missions and things like that. I, I think that's really cool because it really draws a deep connection to the world and the characters. And I feel like they're doing that better than they've done it before. And with the Witch Queen, what what I've been playing, like... Just some of the environments are incredible and what they've done with, with some of them. Like this last mission I played, I was just blown away by how good this environment looked. Yeah, I think Bungie has been doing a really good job in terms of the story and the narrative. I think that's one area where, you know, I think they really stepped it up. Yeah, it almost feels like PV. E really got a lot of attention from the teams at Bungie in the past, I would say, year, maybe two. And as a PvE player, primarily, it was nice to see that, although I will say that the e community has been wanting a little bit more, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they bring in the future for the PvP players, but... From a PvE perspective, I think they've been doing really, really great. And the story is so good. And I really, really love the uh, the Witch Queen campaign, especially the the Witness. And you're 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 gonna learn about the Witness. Yeah, I'm just learning uh, about it now. Like it's 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 being mentioned in the campaign and things like that now. And also, you know, seeing it from the showcase, like. That dude's pretty scary looking. <laughs> not gonna lie. If you know, that is like darkness personified right there. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm gonna learn a lot more about the witness as I progress to the ending of the campaign. So what are you most excited for with what we saw with the Destiny 2 showcase? I really like that environment. Like that new environment. It's on Neptune, it, whatever that new, whatever it's called on Neptune. I can't remember the name of the area, but I think the environment looks really, really cool. It's like something out of like Blade Runner, almost like, or, you know, just some 80, like an 80s movie, basically. But with, you know, the Destiny spin on it. And also that Strand subclass is, uh, is pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. Being able to grapple around everywhere that's pretty cool yeah, it was neo muna okay neo neo uh, muna okay yeah really really cool destination very cyberpunk vibes 
yeah cyberpunk uh, blade runner yeah definitely yeah definitely and i think that one thing that i really appreciated about this reveal was that it didn't really feel like bungie is playing it safe right it felt yeah. like bungie is taking a chance at something that they've never done before they yeah. put an emphasis during the Vidoc and we're not the Vidoc, but the showcase with a couple of things. We're going to dive into it next in greater depth, but the ability to, to travel across parts of the map like you're Spider Man. Yeah, that's what you first think of, right? Right. And, and I mean, that might be that Sony influence a little bit, but obviously, this has been. It, this has been in the making for a while, you know, to create something like this is this, you know, impactful in the game like that literally changes the way you play the game to be able to manipulate environments like that. Yeah, and we've never gotten anything even close to cyberpunk, maybe you can make an argument that Wrath of the Machine Raid itself had very techy vibes to it, but not to the degree that we're getting right with uh, like a whole destination, uh, basically, the you know, destination. Yeah, that we'll be playing on in Lightfall. And we're going to be going to this whole new location. Deep within the heart of Neo Muna, we'll be discovering a new subclass, Strand. That looks really interesting. Yeah, it's our second darkness subclass next to Stasis. So Dang, we're finally going on Neptune. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool that they're we're taking we're going that far out. You know, like after Saturn and is uranus and we're not going to uranus though I'm kind of sad about that we're, we're skipping uranus and going to neptune <laughs> so i'll tell you one thing that i am a little i don't want to say really disappointed but i really wish that we could get more i want more than one destination and this showcase almost confirmed that we're getting one we're not going to get more than one otherwise they would mention it right yeah well with which so, queen we just got one right we got the i know but yeah i think that only giving one destination <clears throat> it doesn't give enough variety it doesn't feel like, like a full a full think, even though exactly, it is it doesn't yeah. feel as complete as yeah. something like Destiny 1 or, or Destiny, Destiny 2. two. Yeah. Right? I so yeah. for me to get five new destinations every five years instead of every three years, I just wish, you know, I wish we got a little more. Right. I wish so, there was like a cyberpunky planet mm -hmm. and then something else. So yeah, for Forsaken... Gave us two new destinations. They gave us the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City. Oh, yeah. So that was the last release to like give us like multiple destinations. 
I feel like was forsaken, not a returning one. Like obviously what was Cosmodrome came with, I want to say Beyond Light, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, but no, I, I see what you're saying. I, 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 I agree. But if they build it big enough, if they build it vast and big enough, then hopefully it'll feel like a full destination, which yeah, I'm sure it will. And, you know, you, you mentioned something really interesting earlier. You mentioned Sony. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts on Sony acquiring Bungie earlier this year? I... I'm not completely surprised by it just because Sony and Bungie had a relationship in the beginning with the exclusivity. And, you know, when destiny first came out, like they got extra strikes. Remember when we were on Xbox in the beginning and we couldn't get access to, I believe it was the Scion flare strike or something. I remember that. Yeah. I remember when we switched to PlayStation, it was like this rejoicing thing. Yeah. Like, holy crap, we, we can play this content again. That's awesome. So it yeah. felt like we had all this new content when in actuality it's been around for at least a year or two, but we just didn't have access. Right. And we could get Hawk Moon because Xbox had to wait until Taken King came out to get Hawk Moon. And but, but we, we really up. thought that this exclusivity was on the part of Activision and not. Bungie. So yeah, yeah, that's true. The, that, the acquisition yeah. really took me by surprise. I didn't expect it because when Activision and Bungie broke up, I think a large sentiment was that we're moving away from Sony, and that was a good thing at that time. Right. So for the transition to then be like, oh, we just got purchased by Bungie to me, or by Sony, excuse me, it, you know, it, it raised some questions. There are definite benefits to it. Like, they're able to probably do more hiring because partially of that influx of cash. They right? definitely have more access to more capital, for sure, um, with Sony. So I'm sure that a lot of what we're seeing with Destiny's evolution is probably on the part of what Sony brings to the table. Mm -hmm. I just, I wonder long term if this relationship can be sustainably beneficial. And I hope it is because I love the game. I love the franchise. And, you know, I want for this to be around for many, many years to come. Yeah. Yeah, and I, definitely being away from the game for a while has given me just a, like a, a new breath of just like everything is new to me right now in the game. Everything, literally, everything is new. <laughs> so that's a pretty so, cool feeling. And one thing we did not really touch on, you got something. I got something. You know what I'm talking about. What I get. What you, what you got your RTX oh, yeah. graphics card. Tell yes. us about it. Well, yeah, I was able to... You, you actually told me about this. It, it was on sale at Best Buy. Well, not, it was available at Best Buy. And, whoops. And uh, it was 
yeah, I was able to get my order in, surprisingly. And I I was super surprised. I'm like, I, I there was no way I'm gonna get a 3080 founders card. But yeah, I was able to get the order in and pick it up at the at the store at the Best Buy. And yeah, I have a 3080 Founders Edition graphics card. It's some pretty cool. I'm definitely going to put it into my new build here pretty soon. Love that. Mm-hmm. And now, so wait, so you didn't you didn't even install it? Not not yet. No, I oh, haven't. Man. OK, so we're going to have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. OK, so I see. I thought you've been gaming on 3080. So I was curious, you know, how what's the difference? Because you you're going from a 1080 to a 3080. That's a pretty big jump. Right. And. I mean, there might be a little bit of difference, but, you know, it's the same processor I have, but I have upgraded my processor, too. Also, with your help, I was able to get a Ryzen 5900X processor. Wait, oh, you're going to you're going to really enjoy that. OK, yeah. So now Wait. I need to get that in the motherboard to house that new processor. You don't have motherboard yet. OK, well, you're probably okay. going to want like a X570 or a B550. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I think that will be a good, good spot for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk after the show. So I'm, I'm curious. Like, what's, what's next for you? You're, you're back in Destiny, back playing the game, almost done with the Witch Queen campaign, ready for Season of Plunder. What's, what's next for you? So you know, I'm trying to. I, just enjoying my, you know, enjoying life, enjoying the second part of my life, I guess, you know, having fun and everything, anything that I'm doing, if I'm playing destiny, if I'm hanging out with friends, spending time with my kids at the job, you know, starting in the new job as a sales consultant, and just learning all the new things that I can learn and, you know, trying to be the best person that I can be, you know, eventually, hopefully, be able to own my own business because a lot of people do that around here. I've noticed So there's a lot of people who open their own businesses, a lot of people from New York who come here to open their own business and things like that. So I guess I'm just trying to be the best, be the best version of myself that I can be and try to pay that forward in a lot of ways that I can think of, you know, hopefully be able to attend some, other video game conferences again, you know, maybe one day go to E3 in person. That would be cool, right? Go back to PAX, go to GCX. You yeah, know, I was uh, going to say, now you can actually go to Guardian Con. Yeah. So, yeah, just also to go to Disney World, go to Universal Studios. Just, you know, Florida is, it definitely has so many cool places to visit and things like that. Like, it's so different from where I was. Like, I sometimes I it feels like I'm not really here, but I am. And it's like I have to pinch myself sometimes. I am actually in Florida. I'm not in New York anymore. I'm not in the cold, barren wasteland of that's New York when it comes to be wintertime. Like, I can actually enjoy going outside, going for walks and things like that when it's like in November, December. I don't have to be confined to the indoors. Except when I'm playing Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what an awesome 
conversation to catch up and and yeah. see how you're doing, see where you've been, and and I know that we have a lot of more adventures to come, but a lot of guardians are curious about something that happened earlier this week. We got some pretty big reveals from Bungie. We're going to dive into that in just a moment. But Guardians, before we do, before we continue the podcast and the conversation about all things Destiny 2 Lightfall, we're going to take a break. And we're going to give a little thank you to our sponsor, Green Man Gaming. This episode of the Destiny Show podcast is brought to you by our friends at Green Man Gaming, the best place to get your PC gaming fix, including the latest Destiny 2 Lightfall coming February 28th. Pre-order today and save 18% and let our friends at Green Man Gaming know that we sent you and make sure to enter our giveaway for your chance to win Destiny 2 Lightfall plus annual pass. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at The Destiny Show for your chance to win. And thank you so much to Green Man Gaming for supporting the show. And Guardians, we're not done yet. We're going to continue the conversation about the Destiny 2 Showcase. Shadow Price, I'm, I'm curious, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was great. It was it was definitely energetic. It was it was enthusiastic. It was bombastic, like every kind of tastic like you can think of. <laughs> so I have. I've had so many emotions during that whole event. Uh, I thought it was. A really humbling experience for the Destiny community because uh, I have not seen Bungie bring the community together in the way that they have during this event. For the first hour, they pretty much featured so many content creators and some of whom wouldn't really get that spotlight but they did that and i thought that was so so cool and some of these people are like friends and people who i have a lot of respect for in this yeah d flawless was on there and d flawless excellent excellent human being really really great guy so many awesome awesome people that really got the well-deserving attention that I think that Bungie really did a very special job. And uh, I wouldn't want to omit anyone because there were so many great people that were spotlighted. But definitely D Flawless was awesome in his entire auntie <laughs> costume <laughs> skit and everything else. And I just think it was such an awesome way who for... Who was that character? Who, who was he? auntie auntie okay and there was something else i forgot but so so good and uh, i mean a big mama from big mama's house (laughs) shout outs to liana 
for putting all of this together. She is a, a legend, and I know that she has been so supportive of the entire Destiny community. So great job on that. Now, beyond the community, I know that you know we got some really interesting things that we saw. We finally saw Destiny 2 Lightfall. There is a new trailer that came out for all this new content. And we're finally seeing everything come into shape. We, we got a glimpse of the new destination on Neptune called Numora. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. What's it called? But it is called... Neo... Neo Muna. There we go. Neo Muna. Interesting. And it is located deep within the heart of Neptune. It is this cybernetic metropolis. That's the way I would probably describe it. A really, really cool destination. Gives me a lot of Deus Ex back in the day vibes, or I would say cyberpunk very much so. Or even yeah. like Stranger Things, but with a futuristic twist, yeah, right, yeah, a little bit. So I'm really, really excited to see what that destination brings to the universe of Destiny Two. They briefly talked about a new raid. They didn't really say anything much about the raid during the showcase, but. The post show, they, they mentioned a couple things. So they confirmed it's going to be a new raid. It's not going to be anything returning. And the witness will play some kind of a role in this whole endgame activity. So it's going to be really interesting to see what we get with the new raid that's coming with Lightfall. But also we touched on this. We have a new darkness subclass called strand yeah that was pretty pretty cool like i mean when i saw it like i thought the same thing spider-man like being able to swing in like anywhere attach it anywhere and swing to get to areas like that you couldn't reach before probably and things like that like just think like using that in some of the old destinations too like you know for the first time that would be pretty cool too it's it's a, just a way to manipulate the environment and you know it really shows Bungie has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes not only to the engine but just like you know to the actual the game itself now i'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here and i'm going to say that for an annual release i want more than one subclass i want more i want the game to feel more like oh wow this is new this is different this is really cool we're gonna learn some cool new things i I'll think that yeah go ahead well just getting a subclass i think is huge because we didn't get a new subclass in the witch queen if i'm not if well, I'm that's a good right, point right. We, we didn't yeah now You think it's enough personally for you as a, as a player in terms of getting one subclass? There's so much that goes in. I'm fine with one because I feel like this this one that they've brought is very dynamic. The fact that you you know you can use it as an offensive, you know, and it just the way it 
show that string up the enemies and things like that doing and and also just be able to grapple with it i think that's huge i think that's just going to add so much more variety to your play and i i, I think that it'd be able to swing in the air and shoot your weapon at the same time that's pretty cool yeah, and the other thing that I really, really appreciate is that we're getting a new subclass for all three characters. That's one thing to note. So you're you're getting one for all three. Yeah, you're getting the um, you're getting the strand for all three. Correct. And I don't think they've ever used that type of formula. Although I can tell you, as an example, I think the hunter gets the coolest ability. He gets that grapple hook. Yeah really cool it almost feels like, like spider-man gliding across yeah. the entire planet yeah but it also deals damage which is so cool so not only are you able to travel with it you can deal some serious damage almost like very hunter-like it almost gives me the vibe of like spider-man meets titan subclass with a titan smash yeah right so i thought that was really really cool the warlock is going to get something along the lines of a blade barrage so that's going to be interesting that's going to you know spice things up a bit mm -hmm. and the titan will get a what is it called I totally forgot. It is Good thing we're on a podcast and I can edit, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is great. I love it, right? We're doing Titan Tyrant. Looks party. like hey, it's a tyrant, a Titan Tyrant. They get like these spikes on their hand. Okay, yeah. You're getting spikes. That's right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's almost like very hunter-like. They're really mixing things up a bit. I like that. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, we, we know some things about the enemies we'll be fighting. We know that the witness will be the primary evil that we are going to have to defend against. And that evil will be controlling someone that you probably remember from Destiny's past, Callus. And uh, we're going to be fighting Callus and the evil Tormentors. What do you think of the new race that we'll be fighting? Oh, I think that's, you know, pretty cool. That it's nice that they're introducing a new kind of race. I mean, also the Callus is, you know, his imperial army like they're going to be all decked out in the nine you know with all new gear and things like that so i mean yeah it's cabal again <laughs> cabal again <Cabal>? again <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they show another new character like was like a what what exactly was that it was like a winged man or something a man like or like a what what was that character I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember? It looked like a like a cybernetic like bird man type 
person. I'm not remembering. It's not ringing a bell. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna follow up on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Uh, like, man, it's just, it, I'm looking at this, some of these screenshots. This environment is so colorful. It's so colorful. It's, it's, it's unlike any destination that's ever been in Destiny before. Well, that's the one thing that I really appreciate about this expansion that we'll be playing. It feels like. Oh, Cloud Strider. Really Cloud chances. Striders. That's what they're called. Cloud Striders. Oh, okay. Yep. Travel to a destination unlike you've explored in Destiny 2. Cross paths with the Bone Chilling Tormentors and the Valiant Cloud Striders. That's pretty cool. Now we know. Very mm -hmm. cool. And I think personally for me, the new enemy race is really, really cool. The Tormentors look really interesting, like something we have. Oh my really god, had. they look crazy, crazy. Like sinister and just yeah. evil. They look like something out of like I don't know, like either a mix of like Lord of the Rings or Stranger Things or like like kind of like a, a mixture of like both of those. I have it. Game What's of Thrones, but the undead. Oh yeah, that yeah, that too. They're, they're like the undead from Game of Thrones, but if you put them into cyberpunk, that's probably what you get. Yeah, I think that's so freaking cool. And you know, Bungie, they they're so good at the marketing, so so good. I'm curious for you. Mm -hmm. Did this? reveal hit every checkpoint for you was there anything that you wish that maybe they added anything that maybe you wish you heard about the only thing and you know it's just because i'm a nostalgic person i just wish i would wish i heard at one point like prison of elders you know coming back or something you know other than that like yeah it really did like this 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 destination is beautiful like this is definitely unlike anything that they've created and it's it's so ambitious just looking at some of these screenshots of this area like it, it's really cool it's really freaking cool i would say Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think they really did such a great job with this destination. It just looks really, really, really cool. And I, I think our community also agrees. As an example, EMG Bright 5 says, just because I want to learn more about Cloud Striders, he's giving it a 4 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls <laughs> that's that's awesome we have our good friend average destiny 2 player says he's giving it a four not quite the best ever but some awesome additions revealed for lightfall so he's pretty hyped about it now we had some really interesting comments from our friend Doc, if I can find those comments, because you all are crazy with your replies. I can't even keep up. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so Doc 
has a list of things he mentioned. Just call me Doc. Thank you so much for reaching out and sharing your thoughts. He wants to see more Crucible changes. How many more Crucible maps there you go. are coming? That's, that's, that's it right there. He's right. right. Um, so and I, I agreed, like, you know, like what what meaningful changes will you bring to the crucible experience? And and so far, they made some promises for next season. But. It always feels like next season we're going to do this, but. There's not enough happening from season to season. They need to give a map of this destination, like for the Crucible. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I really wish we saw a bit more on that. And I agree. Doc also talks about the number of exotics. And in a way, I agree. I, I think that, you know, we used to get a lot more exotics in the game where Bungie almost took pride and they, you know, said, hey, you guys are getting like 70 exotics in this expansion. We don't get that anymore. Yeah, I don't know how many like you got in the we got in the Witch Queen or anything like that, because I'm still Let's going through out. it. Now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going through it and I haven't gotten a new one yet. So I'm still trying to work my way through that. So really there that are early. a total of 14 new exotics in Destiny 2, the Witch Queen. Does that include armor and weapons? Or just weapons? Uh, no, in total. Total. So that's, that's armor and weapons? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's probably more armor exotics, I guess, because you have to give them for all three classes. The exotics that you have with the Witch Queen are Grand Overture, Parasite, and Osteostriga. Well, you do get the Glaive for each of the subclasses, too. The Edge of Action... Edge of Concurrence and Edge of Intent. So yeah, I saw that. You get six, right? Yeah. And then you get two pieces of armor per character class. Mm hmm. So, I mean, I agree. You know, yeah. if we had more to chase, I wish, you know, it, it would prolong the core experience. Right. We definitely got more exotics like in Destiny 1 and the release of Destiny 2, right? Like in, to, in, in the main releases of those games. Yeah. Doc also mentions destinations. And I agree. And I think we, we talked about that earlier. Like the number of destinations, I think, have been very much slow down a bit yeah yeah I, the definitely strikes in the loot yeah i mean and that one i can probably 
see where Bungie would not want to reveal all of that. And also, you have to be mindful of the fact that Bungie, they have six months between now and when this content launches. So I understand they're asking people to purchase this new content. Well, you know, it's available now, right? You can buy the new content. And we'll talk about the pricing of it in just a moment, too, because I think there is something to be said about the pricing of this new content. But another big thing for me is the leveling system. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and Doc mentioned that in as one of his items, the leveling system needs refinement an overhaul, and it's it's been really needed for a while. Mm -hmm. And. I think that perhaps they're not ready to show anything. Maybe they're still working on it because they have six months, right? So I'm hoping that's more of the thing. And I hope that Bungie, you know, takes the feedback that we do need a, a revamp for the leveling system as they plan to the release of Lightfall. Yeah, I concur. Because I think with all of the other changes that they're introducing, I do think that, you know, having an update to how you level up can really benefit the overall experience. Yeah. Please give me heavy ammo synth. <laughs> Come oh my on, God. Honey. Please. You know, but. Other than that, let's let's talk about the stuff we really love. Because for me, there's so much that I love about this reveal from the community love that we got this time around. And I think they're they're doing that so so well. I also think that they made some really interesting comments, specifically Joe Blackburn, about the direction of the campaign. Because according to Joe Blackburn, this will be the most ambitious campaign that we have gotten to, to date. The best action experience. Now, Bungie took a lot of feedback from players who played through the campaign. In fact, they shared a really interesting statistic that Two out of three players completed the campaign on, on Legendary. That's how popular it was. So they're bringing back that focus on the Legendary campaign. I think they even mentioned Halo. Going back to the yep. epic campaigns that we got back in the Halo days. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I, I'm so excited about that. Imagine getting a really massive, substantial campaign in this whole massive destination. I think that can be really interesting. My yeah. hope is that this new destination is large enough that Neptune is so big that you don't really need multiple planets. That's what I'm really hoping for. And thus far, I'm excited. Yeah, and there, there's definitely they're definitely not saying everything. Like they 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 have a lot of surprises, and I think yeah, they have six yeah. months. They have a lot more to share. We are two seasons away, not one but two. So there's a lot of time between now and then mm-hmm. to really learn more and to dive in. Now, the other thing that I really really enjoyed beyond seeing the developer team you know show off the content seeing the new subclass seeing the destination in all of its awesomeness it's going to be a conclusion to the light and dark saga and i don't know if you had a chance to really see the witness in full force but to me the witness is a very interesting character in the Destiny franchise. And it looks to me like The Witness will play a pretty big role in what we're going to be playing. So I'm really curious to see how that all comes together. Yeah, it's all going to... I feel like it's all going to come to a head. You know, it's like it's a showdown between the light and dark, you know. It's, It's... It's the final destination before... The final, final shape. shape. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, you have seasons in between, but that's the final destination before the final shape. And they never, they, they haven't said anything about anything past that. We don't know. It, will there be a thing after the final shape? Or is that destiny as we know it? I don't that's, know. It's that's hard. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> to say whether what, what they're going to, I mean, obviously the game will continue after that but in what kind of way what form like will destiny 2 take after the final shape and only time will tell i think we still have a lot to play before and in between but going back to lightfall we also have another thing that the developers are bringing with this new expansion and that is a conclusion to the light and dark saga. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you think it's going to end? I don't think it's going to end good. <laughs> I really, I really don't. <laughs> I don't have warm fuzzies of, at all about our showdown with the witness because this is darkness personified, correct? Like this, this is like the darkness, 
basically. They are they they control the massive fleet of pyramid ships. That is, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to win against this unstoppable seem to be unstoppable force. Well, that and you know I, I agree. I think that look how many pyramid ships there are. There's not hundreds, there's not thousands, there's probably millions of them. <laughs> so, How do you think they will play a role in determining the end? Oh, that is a tough one. That is a very tough one. The Traveler, I feel like, is going to have to wake up again to combat this, like, to combat the fleet, the massive fleet that it's going to be unleashed upon us. You know, the, 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 this witness is not here to make friends. It's not here to, you know, bake bread with us <laughs> or anything like that. They want, they want to end us. They want to end civilization as we know it and cause the second collapse, right? They, they want to shape the world and the, what their image will be, the, the universe, basically. Yeah. So. And I I agree. And you know, I I thought about something. How does a final shape happen when you are victorious in the previous? Like to me, a final shape is what comes from a massive shakeup. Something big, something bad, something bold. So to me, Lightfall, it can't end well. No, the name in itself, culture, the name it itself can't. is, yeah. It, it, it foreshadows like the fall, the fall of light. <laughs> like the name itself is a foreshadow. But what exactly will happen? Man, this story could be, you know, have so many threads to it. You know, and I'm sure it's going to be all hands on deck, too. Like, you know, the you know, all the characters like Eris Morn, Marasov, you know, even, you know, like uh, Zur, who knows, like uh, the Nine. Like the nine is we're going to have to get assistance from the nine to fight this like entity. I'm sure. I'm excited to learn like who the nine really are, because I mean, we have not known a whole lot about them. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to learn more about the nine and how all of these characters come together. And let's not forget Marasov. She disappeared. Yeah several seasons ago and we don't know yeah mara's mara's definitely been planning planning for she knows like this is going to happen like it's uh, you know she's paracausal she's a paracausal being she sees premonitions and things like that now and then where where does callus you know callus obviously has some sort of like alliance with the witness basically not only is the witness trying to end us, a callus is also trying to end us. So is is callus gonna die? It's possible. He looks naked in the 
Did you, did you see him? He had like no clothes yeah. on. <laughs> oh, callous. Uh, oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's so we got we got the we got the influence of Callus on you know basically teaming up with the witness because he's been trying to search for darkness ever since Destiny Two came out. He's been trying to tap into that darkness, you know, like so. It's uh, I, there's there's so many angles that this story can take. There really is. I agree. I think there's so so much, and this showcase. I mean, I gotta give a shout out to the Bungie marketing team because I think that the marketing team just crushed it on so many levels between the showcase. Yeah, it looks so good. Like the new subclass, the new destination, the story looks most promising as ever. It is a recipe to have, I think, the best story in Destiny. Period. I Absolutely. truly believe it's really possible. Absolutely, hundred percent. I agree with I'm, that. I'm very much into it. But not only that, let's talk about a few more things that we. Probably did not expect. At least I didn't. Pirates. Mm. We're going into Season of Plunder. Into this whole new world of pirates. What are your thoughts? I, I think it's cool. I think that's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's, it's a new take on, you know, it, the Drifter is like a pirate. So it, it almost like makes sense that he's like at the forefront of this season and i i think that's pretty cool they brought spider back and i thought spider was a good character he was a solid character in forsaken and when he came back in part of those seasons before season of the hunt so i I like it i like the activity i think the activity is fun it reminds it reminds me a little bit of prison of elders there's a lot of enemies and things to fight and you get you get some cool loot from it too now I don't know how that's going to feel like two months from now, but right now I'm enjoying myself with it. Absolutely. So I've played it a few times now, so I can, you know, share some thoughts. I definitely feel the Prison of Elders vibes, although we need more boss encounters to make it feel, you know, yeah, more substantial, right? True, true. Um, yeah. And more challenge. I think maybe a master difficulty could potentially help. I don't oh, there know. is a master difficulty, actually. Oh, is there? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And okay, so does it have more bosses, or is it the same activity but just harder? I'm not sure about that because okay. I'm nowhere near the power level to do that right now. Fair. I, th- I think it's 1600. I think is the power. Oh man, Ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Yeah. And hey, speaking of getting to 1600, King's Fall, it's coming. It was confirmed during the reveal. It's like that least kept secret in the business. Everybody kind of knew that, you know, it was we, coming. We, we knew. We, we knew we this. Knew Fall, we were talking right? about this way before Witch Queen came out. Like, yeah. we, we knew that was going to be the next raid to come. It made the most sense thematically. And, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And yeah, no, it was it was a good time to, you know, experience that raid back in the day. And it's really great for us to go back to it. And I think that it is a perfect raid for them to for them to reprise. And uh, I'm excited to fight Oryx, the Taken King, Golgoroth, Guardians, if you get tainted. You better, better get out of that circle. Away. Yeah. <laughs> you know the rules. We're going to talk about that. Oh, um, they're going to be so people. Yeah. They're going to be people. First timers. Exciting. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of kindergartians who, who have, well, even people who have played this game for many years, but they've just never experienced King's Fall because. But King's Fall around, was a long time you know, ago. It was a 2015. Long time ago. 2015. 2015. Yeah. Can you believe that? So, <laughs> Time flies, right? Yeah, seven years. Um, so it's gonna be really cool to see that come back. Also, touch of malice returns. Let's freaking go! Oh, they're bringing that back too. Sweet. Oh, oh yeah. they have to. Oh, they have yeah. to. Yeah, it's touch of malice is coming back, and they have a really sick new ornament that they're bringing into the game. It's gonna be so so awesome. That's cool, and. So many cool things that Bungie is really bringing to the table. By the way, that ornament is called Threatening Breath. Check it out if you get your Touch of Malice bread as you get into the raid starting tomorrow. Day one raid. I'm curious, are you going to make an attempt for that day one good good? Well, I do have to work tomorrow and... I don't even know what the hours I have to work because everybody has to be on tomorrow. So I have no idea what time I'm working till tomorrow, unfortunately. But when I do get home, I'm going to get my dinner ready and everything to get and then get ready to play. Yeah, I definitely want to jump back in. I, I want to jump into it for sure. How about you? So I have a team already kind of ready to go, although I'm not feeling fully confident about my character prep because I did not save up 60 bounties per character like some of oh you all did. You guys, you um, guys are all crazy. Legends, <laughs> legends oh, yeah. Man. So I did not go that hardcore. I am currently at season level 10. So, yeah, I'm only like know, five. Um, I'm still leveling up that artifact, still doing my grind. I have a few seasonal challenges left to do. Once I get that done, I think I'll be in a better spot. I have to play some Gambit. I have to play some more of those new, the new seasonal activity. And I have to get a bunch of kills in Mayhem with my super, which is been a bloodbath it's been terrible getting into mayhem but that's going to mm -hmm. be a, a thing that i'm going to have to maybe dive into tonight after the podcast so nice. yeah so I'm, I'm getting ready for it i'm excited i am definitely going for the day one attempt our mod arc is going to be joining us and a few of the destiny community members from our twitter very cool so really exciting times there. We're going to definitely give it a really good effort this weekend and we'll keep you all updated. We'll let you know how that goes. And Guardians, we got one more thing that we really have to talk about. 
before we dive into the TWAB, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the TWAB, but we have one more thing. It's not necessarily a good news kind of a thing, depending on how you look at it, right? But the price of Destiny 2 is going to increase. Before it was $49.99, or $39.99, excuse me. Now the base game is going to be $49.99. Unless you get it right now, because on Green Man Gaming, it's 18% off. Exactly. You can pick it up for 18% off if you do play on PC. And, and, great that, place and, the annual, the and the annual pass edition also qualifies for that too. So Yep. Yep. So you can pick that up for like 80 bucks. Yeah. Which is 20, great. 20 off. If you don't take advantage of this, then it's 99 bucks. Yep. What are your thoughts? Do you do you think that the price increase was justified? Do you think it's right? Do you think it's wrong? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Ugh. At first I was kind of against it but i've had some time to reflect and think about this for one green man gaming is already doing a solid by offering a discount kudos that's amazing that's awesome getting you know people get discount right at the get-go that's great i think that's that's really cool and i applaud them for that and so having said that i think with all the content that they're packing into this, and I bet you it's a lot because what, this, this is the showdown with the darkness, right? Like, obviously, we're going to have seasons, like four seasons, like including the new season for that, for that release. So that's going, and they, I imagine they're going to be some of the best seasons we've ever had, right? Because this is basically what's leading into the final shape you know, where Destiny is going as a game, like, after this release. So, with all that in mind, and all all the development that's been probably behind this, and I know they've probably done a lot of stuff to the engine, and that costs money, and games aren't cheap, and especially games nowadays aren't cheap. You know, look at, you know, Sony, they charge 70 bucks for a lot of their games, right? You know, I don't know how many uh, if Microsoft follows suit with that, but I know Sony charges 70 bucks. So like just think, you know, thinking about that in general and thinking about all the content that we're going to get to play through this year and probably some of the best content, like you're paying for the price of admission, you're paying for the best of the best, the best that Destiny has to offer. Right. And if so, if you think about that, 10 extra dollars for the expansion if we get such an amazing story which i think we will then almost that that almost will seem to be that it'll be worth it and you know just paying the 250 more per season i think we're going to get the best seasons we've ever had like next year so just i i just have this feeling like they get, like they really are understanding what they want to do and where they're taking this game you know, like, I just, I, I have a really good feeling about it. And the amount that we play Destiny and the amount, you know, that I didn't play last year, you know, due to my own, you know, reasons, I will hopefully be able to jump in and, and enjoy it more this year, this, this coming year. And I, I feel like the work, like, I can just see some of these, in, like, these screenshots are amazing. Like, what they're doing 
to with this expansion and all the characters they're introducing the new characters the cloud striders and things like that you know the strand subclass you know the i just feel like this has the potential to be the best that we've ever seen in destiny and it's a small price to pay to for to be able to experience that i think that's well said and i agree i think that it sucks when you have to pay more for something right like it's never a good feeling but in the case mm -hmm. of destiny i think that you get enough value as an experience where you know if you think about it a hundred dollars that's not even ten dollars a month yeah it's Black. cheaper than netflix it's like, it's... Eight, it's like eight bucks a month yeah for you to experience destiny on an ongoing basis for eight dollars a month i think it's very fair and one can argue that the pricing that destiny maintained before was maybe unsustainable in the long term where they they had to raise the price in order to make it feasible let me explain why if you look at a normal video game it's 70 bucks right now right yeah let's say even 60 just to be conservative let's say 60 dollars for a full game if you also paid let's say $40 that's $20 cheaper than what you would get with a normal game and destiny has been maintaining that for quite some time and i think one can argue that we've gotten you know enough gameplay where it didn't feel like it was less than at least 2 thirds of a game right yeah like to me i always got enough where it felt like okay this kept me really entertained for at least two three months and not many games keep me into playing for that long right destiny keeps me playing for how many years now eight so yeah you know for that, I think that it, it's worthwhile to have that. And I think it's okay to have them increase the price. I will say, I really want them to put more emphasis and focus on giving us things like more exotics and less things to purchase at the Eververse. Yeah. <laughs> because while I... I can appreciate them having to make money, but I would rather you make money by selling me the game and the content that I am actually enjoying versus cosmetics that really don't make a big difference to me. Yeah, right. No, because, I, I agree. Weapons are more sexy than like ornaments. <laughs> like, because the curious thing at the end of the day, like your time is is finite like you only have so much time and resources so like i'm wondering if the people who are designing all of these ornaments could maybe be working or like not all of them but even like half the people 
just work on giving us more weapons, giving us more exotics, giving us more of the stuff that will really make a difference. You know, or in light of making the game a little bit more expensive, hone down slightly on some of the content that you would make paid and just give it to us in game. Make it a part of you beat the raid boss and there's a chance to get this really cool ornament that you would otherwise not be able to get. That would be so much more meaningful and, and impactful. I wish there was a way economically to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. True. Now, I'm curious, do you think that we're ever going to get to a point where the purchase that you make is through Bungie.net and not through a third party? Because we, we talked about this yesterday and got into a little bit of a <laughs> almost an argument, I would say. But we talked about you having to repurchase the content on Xbox, on PlayStation, on PC, on Stadia, on Epic Games. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I said that and also at the same time, Crossplay allows you to play with somebody on other platforms, right? Like, if you say you you play on PC and you have friends on PlayStation and things like that 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 have the content, you can play with those friends on PlayStation or Xbox. You know, you just have to get in a chat and you know either like Discord or something like that. You know, and I correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Discord come to one like? xbox recently if i'm not mistaken hmm. i think i think so yeah yeah so that's good because that like lessens another barrier like for be able people to be able to communicate you know on two different platforms and things like you know say that this person didn't have a computer or didn't have a phone or something you know where they can access discord well now they have an xbox so they can access discord and so I think that's, you know, that definitely helps. So I'm almost like doing a mea culpa in a way. Like I'm basically going back on what I had argued about in the first place. The crossplay allows you to be able to play with other people. It's just the communication, um, being able to communicate with the other person. But like now, like I said, you know, the Xbox having Discord, that's not a barrier anymore and you know bungie has done everything in their power to make it so everybody can play together i feel like and you know and the game still has to make money so i understand the multiple platforms and you know people have to buy it you know everywhere like you know says you know, person who has a playstation you know not everybody owns every console and things like that not you know and you don't want to have to purchase it like over and over again so the crossplay is the key and you know that yeah i kind of did like not forget about that but it kind of like i didn't have it in my argument and i you know kind of lost sight of what that was exactly you know they they the resources are there for you to be able to play together 
and things like that. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I would say that in a perfect world, I wish that you could buy the content once and not have to buy it again because you bought it. Right. Because it's tied yeah. to your Bungie account. But I do think the economics make it difficult because Xbox, Sony, Epic, Steam, they all have to get a cut of whatever. So it makes it difficult for Bungie to be able to make that a viable thing. They can, oh, yeah. and I don't think it's a decision that they even control. That's just how the video game industry is. That's right. You where, said the Epic Game Store. Now that Destiny will be coming to the Epic Game Store. Now. Yep. And yeah. Destiny's coming to Epic. That's the other news. Now, I think that's, you know, interesting that they were able to do that. Do I think that there's an audience that would come into Destiny? Maybe a small, but. I don't know how many. I think that's why the reason for the collaboration with Fortnite, though, too. People are going to play Fortnite and see Destiny characters in there, and they're like, oh, what's this Destiny? You know, and then, you know, maybe check it out, you know, get them to actually sign on and play. Because Fortnite has, you know, still tons of players. You know, it's free to play. It's, you know, they, they make all their money through the cosmetics. And so, so the, the battle pass before we before we dive into that, I'm curious, do you think that the Fortnite collaboration was part of a agreement to have Epic get Destiny come to its platform? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I definitely feel like there's some sort of dealing with that. What do you think? Yeah. It it definitely seems very much like it was an agreement that was done in order to cross-promote, get Fortnite players into Destiny mm-hmm. using the Epic Games platform. So in that sense, I get it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I, I don't know if we're going to really know how well it pays off until the numbers are in and you see the player base across all these different platforms, taking lessons from the Stadia collaboration, you know, I would wonder how that would play out, you know? But it's interesting to see how this all takes shape. And it's still not on Switch. (laughs) No fun intended. But it's not on the Switch. Not yet. Will it come to the Switch? (laughs) Oh my God! In twenty, ever going to be a thing? In twenty fifty, twenty fifty, love it. So, Guardians, we got one more thing to talk about tonight on the show. We're gonna try to not take a whole nother hour, but before we dive into it, I gotta let y'all know that we got some friends that we made in the world of video games, and those friends are. The awesome guardians at Green Man Gaming. Green Man Gaming is your best place to pick up your PC games for discounted prices, just like Destiny 2 Lightfall coming to PC and all platforms on February 28th. You can pre purchase today 
at Green Man Gaming and get 18% off the retail price. And you'll get some really awesome goodies that you can enjoy in-game today if you pre-purchase. So go ahead and check them out and let them know that the Destiny Show sent you. And not only that, if you are interested, we are running a giveaway on the channel. You can win your copy of the best edition and the most complete edition of Destiny 2 Lightfall with the annual pass. Make sure to check us out and follow us along on Twitter at The Destiny Show for all of the details on how you can win your copy of Destiny 2 Lightfall. $100 value. Thank you so much to Green Man Gaming for supporting the podcast and for helping us bring you this awesome, awesome giveaway. But Guardians... We're going to talk about some really, really interesting things tonight because we have a TWAB that our awesome community managers at Bungie prepared for us earlier today, hot off the presses from Seattle, Washington. We have a whole new TWAB and we're going to dive into it. What did we learn from Sam in the TWAB today? Well, he says, shared the following season of plunder and arc 3.0 are at the topic of discussion today a season of plunder is here and we have mithrax we have the spider we have the drifter and we have adu i do is it no. adu or i do i know i know that's a mithrax's daughter Oh, okay. So that's Mithrax's da daughter. Okay. And then... And then okay. Aramis and then is back, Aramis. too. Yeah. Too. Okay. And we also have a new activity called the Catch Crash. It is a three-player activity that is match, ma ah, match made. And you get new gear and loot. There are new weapons to craft. And you get a new fusion rifle that can be unlocked by picking up the new season pass with Season of Plunder called the Delicate Boom Exotic Fusion Rifle. Have you had a chance to play around with the new fusion rifle? No, you get that from the season pass, right? Yeah, you get it right from the start. You get the gun right from the get go. I think I'm trying to let my light level increase before I pick it up. I think so you're, it'll be okay, higher. I see. So you're, yeah. you're playing catch up. OK, yeah, I'm still playing catch up right now. OK, well, while you do that, you know, we also have arc 3.0 that is live. And we know that Void and Solar had its moment to shine, and now it is time for Arc 3.0. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm having fun with Arc 3.0 right now. I'm my hunter. 
like having oh, yeah. blink oh, back yeah. blink back oh my god it's amazing it's so it's i think that's probably the most exciting thing for me having blink again on my hunter and because i mean you know we're we're both hunter mains you know yeah so there's there's a little bit of a little bit of a bias there right definitely and it, the new staff that the hunter throws down and is pretty cool it you throws it throw it up in the air into the ground and it just like spin like it just like shoots this electricity out in a circle and it just like kills all the enemies it's pretty cool absolutely and yeah i've been really playing around with my arc 3.0 on my hunter having blink back i mean yeah i i echo the sentiment it's so great to have that back i've been a hunter arc strider like from the beginning so for me to have that come back it's it's a nice welcoming addition to the game Mm -hmm. but in addition to all of the awesome things that you can unlock with your aspects and fragments and your abilities in destiny with arc 3.0 and season of plunder we have one more thing that we're going to get some details on in this week's Bungie weekly update from Sam. And that is the King's Fall raid finally coming back. So, so exciting. And here are the details on the King's Fall raid. The Taken King is back on August 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join the raid team to take on Oryx on the Dreadnought once again. And this is going to be a very familiar raid race, as many of you Guardians already know how this works. Here are the details. It's very similar to the Vault of Glass. Here's what's happening. The raid will launch with contest mode enabled for 24 hours. You will need to be at least 1560 power to be at cap for all of the encounters during oh, the raid. Oh crap, I'm, I'm going to have to grind. I'm nowhere near 1560. <laughs> oh man, okay. Oh, well, you're going to have to. Yep. Now, I'm ready. My character, I think I'm well above 1560 on all of my characters now. So I think I'm... I'm set. My highest is like 1572. So I think I should be okay. 1547 for me. <laughs> oh man, you you got a little grind going. So I would say for you, you'll want to probably get all your pinnacles done at this point. Like as many as you can. And I would leverage any ability to get your like boss encounter done. For example, like Ralk, just do the Ralk encounter three times on three who's, characters. Who's Ralk? Who's that? Oh my god, who's Ralk? Who's the boss? Oh. I'm not even kidding. Ralk is the endgame boss in the new Vow of Disciple raid. Oh, okay. Well. Shadow Price has not played Vow yet, so he has not met Ralk, but he will soon enough. Mm-hmm. Great way for you to get your pinnacle bread in addition to 
three Vanguard strikes. If you're able to do the Nightfall, although I would probably guess that you're not. Crucible will give you three Pinnacles. Gambit will give you three Pinnacles. And you might get some benefit from doing your Powerfuls, although I have to double check on that. Yeah. So I will let you know, but definitely get all your pinnacles done i think that's going to really help with that push and i would say do the character that you want to bring into the raid last that's probably what i would target hmm. but gotcha. guardians we have some more to share with you on the king's fall raid once you've cleared the raid with contest mode active you'll have access to challenge mode and Ooh. the regicide triumph the first team to complete all challenges for the regicide triumph within 24 hours will be crowned the winners of the world's first raid race and this will be pending reviews of the bungee ninjas so PBD on that, or FYI. Challenge mode activity enforces the regicide triumph requirements by wiping the team if you fail the success conditions during any encounter. Furthermore, to alleviate some pressure on our servers, there will be no bounty or weapon crafting progress for Combatant kills below boss tier within the King's Fall raid while the contest mode is enabled. So good to know on that. But of course, we know that with a new raid comes a new day one world's first race. And with that also comes a new belt. That is no different here. We have a whole new belt that is made for the King's Fall raid. Looking spicy as always. Wow, very, very cool. So if you are lucky enough and skilled enough to complete your world's first clear, you will be crowned the champion of King's Fall and you will get a really awesome belt. And imagine that. That's so cool. Look at that belt. Like you got Orcs's face on there, and then you got the the King's Fall logo above it with the 2022 or the Taken King logo. And then, man, that's that's so cool. I'm I'm curious how many wrestling fans they have. Yeah, (laughs) at Bungie, who. Maybe or maybe not used inspiration from wrestling because this totally gives me wrestling vibes from like back in the day. Yeah. Oh man, but we got one more thing. Guardians. Uh, we got a ring. Another one. <laughs> we got a raid ring. Oh man, it is handcrafted in solid nickel free sterling silver. This awesome looking Taken King fearsome ring antiquated with sculptured details engraved long live the king on the inside. 
Wow. What do you think of this raid ring? It's pretty cool. I, I don't know if it's as good as what the, like, what was the other one? The, the last raid ring? Like, you know, it had the raid logo, like, type thing on it. Like, with that, yeah. that's on the belt. It's cool, though. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's cool. Got Oryx's head on it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think it looks really, really cool. I think the the vault ring still looks cooler. Yeah. But, yeah, this is really, really cool. Now, what's the damage on this? I'm curious. That's a good question. I don't know if we know yet. 125. Um, oh, okay. I guess we do know. Oh, yep. I mean, I okay. 125. So like, 125, I mean, it's... It's more than what I would want to spend on a ring. And I personally do not see myself wearing a ring. I'm just not a ring kind of person, right? Me neither. I think this is really cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I almost wish that I bought the vault ring versus. I know, like right? This, but. Yeah, this is really cool, though. <clears throat> really cool. So, Guardians, not only do we have that, and let me share some details before we move on. There are some conditions to be able to pick up this awesome-looking raid ring available on Bungie.net. You do have to complete the raid by September 6th, 2022. So you you have to complete the raid and make your purchase by that date in order to get that bread. There you go. They also have some additional things that are available through the Bungie store, including a King's Fall raid pin and... Kingsfall raid art print. So that's kind of, I think that's new. I don't think they have done that in the past where you get a dedicated piece of art and it looks really cool too, actually. I wonder if it's made by a community artist or if it's made by Bungie. It looks like it's probably made by Bungie, but it looks really, really sick. I actually might have to pick that up. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that does look really cool. Yeah, that looks really awesome. And the pin looks really cool, too. That looks like the art team at Bun. It looks like one of the definitely one of the art that they one of the artists have created that they've showed before when it, you know, they showed other things. And, you know, yeah. looking at the Bungie store, we have some interesting seals that are available now. We have the Kingslayer seal and we have the Gallywag seal. Oh my god, I can't Both even keep up with those things anymore. <laughs> oh man, I I stopped chasing after seals, but Kingslayer, hmm, that that might be the one to get. I'm really digging that Taken King logo on it. Really, really cool. So I might have to dabble in, into that and pick that up with the 
raid art. I think I, I might do that and not do the ring because, I mean, I don't really wear rings, you know, so I don't really see as much value in that or benefit in that. But yeah, yeah, really cool. And, you know, talking about that, we, we can't ignore the collector's edition. What are your thoughts on on the collector's edition for Destiny 2 Lightfall? I may have done a thing and I actually purchased it while we were doing the podcast. Yeah, I, like, I may have done a thing. I canceled my order. <laughs> no, I, um, okay. so I, I you bought it. Okay. I, I did buy it. Yep. Very cool. I guess I'm just kind of I'm excited about this release. So why not you know why not yolo right yeah you get to support a team that makes a really awesome game you get some really cool collectibles i think the 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 statue that they're building with the collector's edition i think it looks kind of cool i don't really know what it is to me it's just like a little statue um, i think it's called like a puka or something polka polka yeah we're going to have to definitely dive more into that, but you get that and you also get a a lore book and you get some additional little gifts yeah. and stickers and such. So kind of cool. Is it worth a buck 50? I'm going to be honest, probably not. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, if that puka is made out of glass, then maybe, but, you know. I don't think it's going to be made out of glass. I would <laughs> I would bet it's probably made out of plastic. Yeah. That's what the previous thing was made out of. It's I will tell you, LED though, lights. you know what was a really good collector's edition? And I don't the know if you one? all will agree with me on that, but uh, I would say the one for the Witch Queen. Yeah. Because it came with like a really awesome hive ship like figurine, but it was like really well made. It wasn't. It didn't plastic. come with that ghost. <laughs> didn't it come with a glint or whatever the a hive ghost or something. Uh, the witch queen. No. You didn't. You got a ghost with it, right? You got like a ghost on a stand or something. A ghost on a stand. Then you got that ghost, right? Uh, yeah, the witch queen. Okay, now I have to check. I think that's what it... Now what, I'm really curious. Let me check. Yeah. The witch queen collector. I think the beyond... The fact the one you're talking about is beyond light. Maybe. Um, the, um, oh, wait, no, it's the ghost. What am I talking about? Yeah, the ghost, and I'm actually right? looking at the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm all mixed up so the witch queen it was the ghost thing yeah i think it was cool but it was like this plasticky thing that like in terms of like quality and craftsmanship i didn't really feel that right yeah with the beyond light collector's edition that one had like a really hefty like really cool little like piece of like the hive ship or whatever it is the pyramid ship that was really really cool really well made it, it lit up i kind of wish bungie made something that was a little bit more 
high quality like that. Well, I'll tell you what, if it looks like anything like it looks in that video, then that's going to look really cool because they looked really cool in that video when it was lit up when they were showing it, the little puka thing. So if it looks anything like that, because it says it was a prototype and, you know, actual product may vary, then it'll look pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good call out. Lots of cool stuff. So like we have a really cool little uh, collector's edition that's coming. It's 150 bucks if you don't buy it with the game that's included. The game itself is 100 and you get it looks like you get some cards, some like postcards, you get an a lore book and you get this really cool really cool looking figurine and the box looks really cool like very yeah well, i do like i do like really the box. yeah so really cool there so congratulations to the entire team who was responsible for creating that really cool stuff there and we got some more stuff to share with you guardians a few more things the world's first race is is happening tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So I hope you all are ready for that. There was also a community reaction to the Witch Queen's launch, and a bunch of content creators were featured. There is a whole, whole list of awesome content creators. Some of our friends, including Zoe. Zoe, really awesome content creator from the UK is really really great anubis another awesome content creator fallout plays professor broman astacross i frostbolt and many many others congratulations for getting featured by bungie and thanks for all you do in the destiny community you all are legends and we got some good news guardians we got some free stuff coming your way from August 23rd until the 30th, you have a chance to get the Destiny 2 story campaign, including Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and The Witch Queen. All of that content, all of those quests are free to play for everyone. So Guardians, wherever you play the game, wherever you're enjoying your Destiny 2 experience, Enjoy. Enjoy the entire game until the 30th of August for free and get some awesome bread and let us know on Twitter. Tag us and let us know what you got. We want to see. We want to give you all a shout out. So make sure you, you follow us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. But other than that, we got some epic games news that was made during this lab we got a crossover between fortnite and destiny with really really cool skins available on the fortnite store they what look really cool they look skins? cool they look they look cool, really cool skins. Yeah. I, i'm really digging that warlock evil cat look like that's really cool and look at that hunter yeah. Oh man. All three look uh, fantastic. Even that Titan I, like, does. This too. is really making me want to try Fortnite. I'm oh, not gonna lie. Boy. And yeah. you know, I, I think that was their plan. Yep. 
and then the the ladder that too for Fortnite players to try destiny i'm sure as well so really cool you get really cool skins for both your hunter warlock and titan check it out if you enjoy Fortnite, or if you're curious to maybe check it out and dive in you can also get a emblem when you link your epic game store account to bungie.net you can redeem a Fortnite and a fall guys inspired emblem two emblems <laughs> wow really cool and they both look really really sick and you can pick them up by linking your epic games your account by september 1st make sure to get that linked so you can take advantage of these awesome awesome goodies but wait guardians there is more epic ornaments <laughs> exotic ornaments are coming to destiny 2 or arbalest really really cool so it looks like we're gonna get a new ornament Oh, so they did a poll to uh, for a new ornament for an exotic one looks, of the exotics. It looks like it. So there we have it. Cool. Now, you know, this makes me wonder: like, would it be possible for them to do all three? But I mean, it is kind of cool. I get, I get that. You know. Yeah. They're gonna release one now and others later. We got a bunch of stuff from the Destiny player support team as customarily there would be during any major update like this. There are some pretty important photo sensitivity tips that you should be aware of. I'll let you in on that. Players who experience photo sensitivity when accessing Destiny 2 content are encouraged to take a look to identify risks and triggers that's kind of vague but sure it explains are, it in the guide more there are apparently some new things that you need to look out for if you have photo sensitivity issues yeah i mean it it, it sucks that they have to put these warnings on because that means that it's a potential problem like i wish that there was maybe a setting kind of like a colorblind filter where you can have the option to not have the intense graphics that are causing these triggers. I know Bungie is a very diverse company, so I would hope maybe they can, you know, give you more than a heads up about, hey, this can happen. Because, like, what if that's you and you enjoy Destiny and now it makes you sick, right? So just the thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there. It's awareness, basically. Yeah, so there's point contact cannon brace disabled due to an issue with the point contact cannon brace exotic Titan gauntlets. They are being disabled. They can still be acquired, but you cannot equip them at this time. There are some updates about Twitch drops and S. Uh, BMM update clarification with update 6.2.0 loose skill-based matchmaking 
was supposed to be implement implemented in Crucible's control playlist, but there was a problem. So they are looking into getting that all resolved. So FYI, and there's a bunch of other things that we got here with known issues and some FYIs on acquiring Umbral Engrams from the Season Pass. Players who own Season 18 can claim Umbral Engrams from the Season Pass after they complete the following six things. One, complete the Salvage and Salvation mission in the Helm. Two, speak to the Spider in the Elixini Headquarter. Three, acquire and complete the Ahoy and Away quest. Four, visit the star chart in the helm. Five, acquire the sails of the ship stealer and captain's atlas quest. And six, claim the umbral energy from the season pass. Yeah, I noticed that so, yesterday. I wasn't able to do that. And I guess that was the bug right there that they're saying that you have to do these steps before you can acquire it. Yep. So there's there's a bunch of stuff there and there there's a whole list of things that definitely good to be aware of. You can read more about it by visiting bungie.net and you can find the weekly update for 8-25-2022 for all of the details. Of course, we have movies of the week. Dungeons and Dancing this week. Congratulations to all of the winners for Movies of the Week and all of the runners-up. Very cool. We have Animalite underscore getting runner-up. And then we have... I don't want to play it because it's going to sound it off if I do. I just want to see who actually won. And that is Joanne Ozani. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, Joanne Ozani. Congratulations on the winner spotlight for movies of the week for this week. And then, of course, we have. Oh, nice. We have a bonus Amalon Energy Drinks by Sierra X07. Really, really interesting content creator. Who made this really great commercial and i thought this was going to be a real energy drink it's not but it looks really really sick and a really cool destiny theme and man the guardian in me really wants for this to like come to life and we actually started talking on twitter just the other day so really awesome to see amalon energy drinks get the Bonus runners up. And then, Guardians, we have some artists to celebrate in the community. We have Defy Fly with some really, really awesome witness art. Oh man, that looks so, so sick. I might have to try to buy this. Really, really cool. And then, Toasty making a really cool dark impersonation of i think that's ralk really really cool in a really cool arc theme so congratulations on that and new baby fly 
is the runner up with the box of shame art you can see a really cool art piece of the spider coming out of his shell so really cool there and then we got v23 another artist of the week runner up and really really awesome art there and the final thoughts from our awesome community manager sam she says the following all right guardians that was a lot of information please send your questions comments and even your favorite clips as you explore this season in destiny and guardians we hope you enjoy season of plunder in destiny 2 such a blast shadow price returned on the destiny show 103 did you have fun yeah oh yeah yeah i had a really good time i'm happy to be back it was it was a really good discussion and conversation about the showcase and all the other things that we talked about so yeah i enjoyed myself thank you well listen we got we got a tradition you know that you still remember i'm sure we got to rate the tab in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five what do you say how would you rate this week's bungie weekly update between one and five spicy tuna rolls give it a maybe a three and a no i'll give it a five because <laughs> i'm giving it a five it's my first week back in a while and we got all this cool stuff this week we got the showcase we got the raid coming tomorrow the king's fall return of the king's fall raid and all the other reveals that have happened and just the new season and all the you know just I have to give it a five. Like I, you know, it's been this. This is a good return. It's a. It's good to return to the podcast and have this. Uh, you know, all these cool destiny things happening and like it. It's just I. I have to give it a five. It's five spicy tuna rolls. All right. Well, we got five out of five from Shadow Price. Now I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be a little bit of a tougher critic today. (laughs) Because there are things I think that we could have learned a little bit more about. I want to maybe get a little bit more information about like Season of Plunder. You know, maybe weapon information, something about exotics beyond, you know, the standard FYI, the raid is coming. So... I wish we got a little bit more. So I got to take a little bit off that. You know, we, we do have a lot of excitement going on for Destiny 2. I also have to give them credit. They're giving us some really cool, really cool emblems. When you connect your Epic Game Store account, we, get, we have an exotic ornament that's coming. But then it's just a lot of, you know, PSAs, a lot of public service announcements, nothing really that would get me really excited during a time when i feel like i should be more excited about the twab so i'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of five spicy tuna rolls that's respectable give it credit we're gonna give it some credit for you know all the good stuff we saw earlier this week all of the really cool stuff we saw 
but but I have to take a little bit away, you know, half a point for not going the extra mile. But great update today from Sam. Thank you so much to Sam for the update. They crafty guardians and shadow price. Where can we learn more about what you do? And where can we find you? Well, you can find me now here in Florida because I'm in the wonderful state of Florida now. No, but uh, you know what I do, if you need to find me anywhere, you could probably follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Haven't been too active on there, but hopefully we'll start to get back in the swing of things. And hopefully, you know, yeah, just uh, that's where you can find me. So thank you for having me again. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on every major platform. And you can also find us every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, except for next week. We're going to be doing this on Tuesday next week with the Bow Queen herself. She's joining us on the hot seat. We're going to talk about Season of Plunder and so much more. So make sure to tune in next Tuesday for that. But normally, you can find us here every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show. And make sure to follow all the craziness about all things Destiny 2 and The Destiny Show right on our Twitter channel at The Destiny Show. Make sure to give us a follow for your chance to win Destiny 2 Lightfall plus annual pass for PC. Thanks to our friends at Green Man Gaming. And Guardians, thank you so, so much for joining us this week on The Destiny Show podcast. We wish you all the best with Day one raid, we hope you slay the King's Wall and get that bread, get that plunder, and we'll see you all next week. Guardians, good night, and we will see you, dark side. Bye-bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.